All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dropping the Gloves. Johnny Tay is going to call in real quick. we got Tim here. What up? Looking forward to it. Yeah, I just had to call John because he was on an NHLPA call. So hopefully he times it perfectly and calls within the next 30 seconds. But it'll be interesting. I'm going to talk about what he's up to, you know, what's, what's the plan for the Hawks. And it'll be a good chat. Oh, speaking of the devil. What's, What's up, up John? Bro? So Tim's here with us, John. He's my co-host here on Dropping the Gloves. What's hey, John. Going? Thanks for joining. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So are you in Chicago right now, John? I'm in Chicago. Where are you guys at? Have you been to Traverse City, Michigan? Uh, not lately. I haven't had, the, uh, haven't had the pleasure yet. Did you ever... The prospects tournaments, where did you guys go when you got drafted? Because they, they do the Hawks prospects tournaments here. I don't know how long they've gone back. My, I guess after my draft, we, we did those, you know, the summer development camp yeah. uh, in Chicago. We used to have it out in the Burbs at the time. And mm, I guess yeah. before, before training camp, we, at the time, we didn't send players to the Traverse City uh, prospects tournaments or like that. So I never, never got the chance. No, well, you're missing out. It's beautiful up here. I have a nice vacation rental that you can come and rent, John. All right. I'll hit you up. (laughs) (laughs) So how you been, man? It's been a while. I see you at the convention every year. What have you been up to? How how has your life treating you? Non-hockey, what have you been up to? Oh, man, that's a good question. I feel like there's not much of a life to talk about that's non-hockey, to be honest with you. Obviously, with this uh, the pandemic out of this whole situation is day to day. It's kind of crazy, and it's just uh, at times I kind of uh, pinch myself a little bit. And, and it's only been a week and a bit that we've been kind of on lockdown, and and uh, the game just stopped. I think our last game was on Wednesday at home. I can't remember who we played, but uh, the next morning. Woke up to a text and an email from uh, the great Tony Omen, as you know, uh, telling us not to come to the rink. And and it was just kind of a blindside because we thought the next step would be um, games without fans. 
and then we we just kind of go from there and it just kind of got super serious real quick so so honestly i just been laying around recovering doing some reading making some phone calls catching up with friends uh i haven't had the chance to go home to canada yet and i'm not sure if it's even too late for that but i'm just kind of enjoying uh being at home i moved into a new condo here in lincoln park since it's Christmas, oh, nice. and I think when you're as busy as we are during the year with the schedule that we had, like we were gone pretty much all of January and February, so I'm just kind of settling in and just doing tons of little things that, that have been on the back burner for for quite a while, so that's about it. I, I can just picture you painting and doing some trim work and just maybe making a little end table for your house it just it's just so nice to picture that you you can picture <laughs> yeah, right. hey well you know what I, i'll take that as a compliment because i am the opposite of a handyman at this point in my life but uh my dad was an electrician and a farm boy and he can pretty much fix anything so i hope uh once my hockey career is over i'll, I'll have some catching up to do but i'll be honest with you johnny i'm not not doing anything any of that right now so that's all right. You hey, you talked to any of the guys? How's that communication been like? A little bit. A lot of it's just kind of been going over some of the stuff that's going on with the PA, just getting updates, and uh, obviously chatting with the boys and the, the team chat. And I think a lot of the guys have taken off and gone home, even the European guys too. So, so uh, it's yeah, it's it's one of those situations we don't know what's going to happen, and and uh, I guess guys will just hang out at home and if we get if we get the call everyone will come rushing back after that yeah it's looking like that's not going to happen I, like i i'm a realistic guy and i think the season's got to be done because this thing's just getting ramped up so i don't know if, if it does end today what how what do you what do you think of your season the hawks success kind of what you expected not a success i don't know you guys are playing pretty well yeah, it's it's tough because uh you know, I think number one <clears throat> our older guys, you know, like Kaner and Dunks and Seeds and Crow, myself, I think you you kinda get comfortable with your ways and how you do things over over the years and, and uh so there's there's definitely been an adjustment for for the veteran guys and, and the guys that uh, are considered leaders of part of the core group in Chicago. And I think you, you definitely have to grow and you have to adapt. And, and uh, part of that has just been kind of reassessing how we lead the team and, and what our daily approach has been like, because it's there's kind of that separation between a lot of the young guys that come in that never played a playoff game before and have yeah. to learn a lot of the little things. And, um, on the other hand, uh, sometimes, as I say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So it's like hard to get out of your comfort zone and and, and be a little bit more aware of the things that you're doing. Be a little bit more aware of, of the example that you're setting and, and how you interact with some of these young these younger guys. So um, we've definitely had to take a look at ourselves in the mirror and think about all the little details of how we can do things better and how we can lead better. And I think that's a constant process to to learn and get better in that sense but there's been times too where uh you know we as a team we show a ton of potential a ton of promise where we could easily go on a three four or five game win streak and all of a sudden everyone's riding the, riding the roller coaster as we say nice and high and uh, you know we're looking like a, a team that can contend in the playoffs and all of a sudden we 
you know, after that, we'll, we'll lose another two, three or four straight. And then the feeling is completely the opposite. So it was kind of a tough season because there was a lot of highs and lows in that sense. And, um, yeah. definitely, that's, definitely that's a lot of learning in there for all kids, of us. Right? So what's that? Yeah. When you get young kids, that's what you get when they're, when they're high, they think they're unbeatable. Then when they, when they're losing, it's just like, they're never going to win another game. They're so just <laughs> emotional, like tied really? to every game. It's just like, holy moly. And you get that with a little experience, but what, what's it been like? Because when you came in, gosh, you, you came in, you stepped right into a big role as a captain. You won a Stanley cup right away. And then when I got to you guys, it was Stanley cup or bust for the two years I was there. And how was that at the beginning of the season to kind of temper your expectations? Because for a decade coming into camp, it was like, Hey, if we don't win a cup, this season was a failure. And now like for the last few years, is it hard to come into camp knowing like we're not even on anybody's radar to win the cup? Like, what, what do you say? How does that play with you mentally when you're coming into, is it used as fuel to kind of like power you guys? Yeah. You know, John, it's hard because I think in your mind, you're constantly pitting whatever you're going through against the experience of winning a Stanley cup and being on a team where things are clicking and every single guy wants the exact same thing. And you don't really have to do not, not, I mean, this, the word babysitting sounds wrong, but, but you're not really worried about every single little detail. You can just do your own thing and go out there and compete every single night. And so you got that in the back of your mind and that's the expectation. And then on the other hand, you have to be extremely patient because there's baby steps that this team needs to take towards getting back to that level. So you, at least for myself, I kind of catch myself between not necessarily being too complacent, but, but also kind of tempering my, my expectations, but on the other side, being extremely competitive and saying, well, why, why shouldn't we have those really high expectations of ourselves? And that's where the, uh, the emotion really comes from sometimes when things don't go my way or our way, but, uh, it's kind of this balancing act towards having patience, knowing that, uh, we're working our way back towards getting to that level. Oh, you're such a good captain. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like, you, you know, oh, I, I played. Go, go ahead. ahead. You know, you go ahead, bud. No, I played for a lot of teams. Like, I bounced around through my career. I played for a lot of captains. And I say, I get asked all the time, who was your best captain? And I'm not blowing smoke up your behind. I always say Johnny Taves. <laughs> and they're like, well, give me a reason. And I go, I, I tell them this story all the time. I don't even know if you remember it, but it's just like, it has stuck with me forever. I, I, we came off a morning skate and Q came up to me and he said, you're not playing. And we were at home. I think we were playing Boston or St. Louis, a really physical team. And I was fired up. I came firing off the ice. As soon as he told me that I didn't even stick around for the bag skate. I was so mad. I went to the bathroom and I tomahawked my stick over the, the stall and it broke the sauna door. It shattered it. And I like freaked out. I was losing my mind. And you came up to me like, what's going on, man? I was like, I'm just like frustrated. I was almost in tears. You're like, you grabbed me. You're like, Hey man, we need you. Don't worry. You're not going to get in every game. I understand that, but we need you. We need you in this team in this locker room. You're really important to us. And I was like, Oh, thanks Johnny. And you were like this 25 <laughs> year old kid, like hugging this six foot nine behemoth. And you're just like calming me down. I was like, man, this guy's good. I couldn't believe it. You probably don't remember that, but that stuck out to me. Like that was just such a cool moment for me to have you just grab me and just, 
easy, big boy. I was like a bull, <laughs> and you just like grab my horns, like easy, easy. So yeah, oh. well, usually it's probably the other way around, but I appreciate you saying that. And I guess uh, I don't know. I guess you know it's one of those things you you're constantly trying to get better. I'm surprised I'm even capable, or I was capable of doing something like that because most of the time I'm wrapped up in my own my own little world, my own little head. But uh, that's one of those things you try and do, I guess. And it's uh, you know what it's like. I mean, you're one of those guys that was yeah. such a good teammate and and aware of what other guys are going through because I think each guy is sometimes wrapped up in their own expectations of what they think they can do and how they can contribute to the team. And when when like you said, obviously that was a rough moment for you when when Joel uh, told you weren't in that night. Like uh, it's it's a it's a kick to the kick to the nuts once in a <laughs> yeah. while when when you fall short of that. So you know uh, I'm one of those guys that can get a little hot on the bench and and uh, a little rough around the edges sometimes. But uh, and that's kind of what I've had to learn, especially the last few years of us missing the playoffs is like trying to find that, uh, that medium where you're still competitive, but you're, you're making guys feel good about their game and, and helping them grow as players too. So can't say I'm perfect in that, in that situation, but, uh, we're doing our best. That's for sure. This new generation constantly needs to be coddled. Crazy, crazy. Oh, <laughs> don't don't get just, me started. Oh. <laughs> all right let's go back to when you were drafted you were taken third overall you spend another year in college and you come in and you lose the calder trophy who got the calder that year do you remember i don't really remember don't really care either oh you don't oh i thought i was i think kaner mentioned it yeah. that he got it I you want to rub that one in it eh? <laughs> i didn't even know that I, I was doing a little research i was like no way kaner won it over that's so funny <laughs> Yeah. So okay, well, whatever. Injury, so I'm gonna blame it on that one. <laughs> sure. No, that's a good excuse. <laughs> so the next year, you named captain. There's guys on the team. Obviously, Keith was there. Seavesy, Hosa, Soupy, Sharpie, Sopel was there. Veteran guys. Was that weird to be named captain? And who who told you that? Was it Stan came down and told you? Was it Joel? And did they give you any like advice? Like, listen, this is an older team. You know, we're gonna throw you the captains and see how you do. Like, how did that go? How did that go about? Yeah, you know what? Like, there's some things I, I wish I maybe would have done differently, but I think that's part of being a 20 year old kid who doesn't have a hot clue what he's getting himself into. And I, uh, I guess I just heard, you know, whispers that uh, you know people talked about me being a potential captain with the, the way I play the game even at 18 when I got drafted and went back to college for a year, as you said, and everyone just kind of talked about the type of player and the type of person I was that I could maybe fit that mold. So I think once you hear people talk about it, you start to kind of believe it a little bit. And, and uh, it was after my first season, it was the first convention uh, that we had in the summer, which was, pretty cool i mean it was it was the first time they really started hyping up the blackhawks and we started kind of rebuilding the, the fan base and the gathering and the or i should say the following in chicago and uh i got called up to dennis savard uh dennis savard's hotel room at the hilton here in downtown chicago dale talent uh savvy and i want to say john were in the room but i could be mistaken but and that's where they said hey if you're how do you how do you feel? Or do you feel like you're 
prepared for this role? And, and, uh, I said, absolutely, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to have considered my teammates and asked them if they were on board with such a thing. And I always think it means more when you, you got that vote of confidence from your teammates as, as far as being named captain. But, um, you know, I think I had that. And I think going forward, there was probably a lot of the guys in the room that felt that they could, could have worn that, that letter. And, done a great job with it but they were always there in support of uh of trying to help point yeah. me in the right direction and helping me uh feel comfortable with it so I'm, I'm definitely thankful for those guys yeah i've always said it it's the captain plays a role but it takes a room to kind of make a a good room and you're not going to have just one great captain and take care of everything being all the the cure for everything so there was a lot of guys in that room who kind of stepped up and played their role even a guy like hosa who didn't talk much he was led by example. Soupy was there. Like, it was just a good, good, solid room. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, well, guess what? You would be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of... Did you hear that? Hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you, baby, with their online casino. And my personal favorite, Blackjack. You always double down when you have 11 regardless. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertaining betting, entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, the stock prices, and even the weather. I hope it's going to be sunny tomorrow. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online. Your online wagering experts. So, all right, win the cup in 10, you win the gold medal, you're part of that elusive triple gold club, you're named 100 greatest NHL hockey players, you got endorsements out the yin-yang, what, you're not even 30 years old, do you ever just sit down and shake your head and like, holy moly, like, what is my life right now? Yeah, I mean, you know what, Johnny, it's, it's, uh, it was all great, and, and, you got to be thankful for having gone through that. But I think, uh, you know, when it's in the rear view mirror. You want to find ways to, to challenge yourself and get better. And, you know, I don't think, I honestly believe we're, we're not uh, done yet here in Chicago. We're not far off from, uh, from having a team that, uh, that can not only sneak into the playoffs, but maybe surprise some people in the next few years here. So I think that's the focus. And it's, it's, that's the hardest thing. You know, I was even talking to, uh, I remember a conversation I had with Cam Ward uh, last season and uh, just the feeling that he went through as far as winning the Conn Smythe and winning the Stanley Cup, uh, the Stanley Cup in his rookie season, like right off the get-go, uh, just being at the very, very top. And, and it's not that you don't appreciate it, but he said uh, if he could have gone through his 14, 15, whatever, how many years uh, he'd been in the league, career uh and grinding the way he did late in his career and missed the playoffs been on some rough teams and finally find a way to win a stanley cup at the very end he said he would have uh he would have flipped that 
around pretty quickly because then you really understand how special it is and how rare it is to be on those teams that win a Stanley Cup. So it's not that I, I feel the exact same way. I understand where he's, he's coming from, but the fact that we've been able to win one, but not one, but three, uh, you know what you're missing. You know how, how special it is and, and the bond you have with the guys that you, you go through the grind with. So it's, uh, it definitely makes it harder when you miss the playoffs and you have some rough years. So just yeah, know what we're missing. You, you definitely want to get back there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that old adage. Yeah, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, there you go. That's that's funny. I never even thought because yeah, I, I am kind of buddies with Ray Bork now. When he always says that, he's like, man, if I would have won that my first few years, it would have been excruciating to go to twenty and not win one. Yeah, that's so one. true. So, what are you being a captain for so long? And what what is what is the best moment that stands out for you? And conversely, what's the worst moment as a captain? I'm always interested. Like what. What do you regret? What do you wish you would have done differently? What's the best and worst thing you've ever done as a as a captain? And it doesn't have to be with the Hawks. It could be anywhere else. That's a good question. I know. The worst moments. Uh, if there I is guess one, you're so maybe perfect. one of my one of the, the biggest regrets I had was uh, I was too sick to to make the All Star game. I was sick as a dog. Couldn't make the All Star game in Nashville, and I missed the John Scott show. So that was. <laughs> that's got to be one of my worst moments for sure right there that would have been a dream to beat you in the all-star game oh this, my goodness history history in the making and i had my chance to go and i i couldn't make it so that was that was pretty brutal you could have ruined it you probably would have ruined it you would have beat me so i'm glad you didn't go i'm really <laughs> yeah, thankful right. for that <laughs> so that's the worst what's your best moment as a captain uh, i don't know johnny i think uh there's a lot of good ones, so I think hoisting the Stanley Cup on on home ice has to uh, has to top it off, you know. I remember calling Bickle and Crawford and you guys after you won the Cup in '13. Yeah, you guys were on the plane. Oh, I just was like, I was so jealous, but I was so happy for you guys. I was like, man, that's got to be so cool. I was so happy for you guys. So yeah. those are good moments, obviously. All right, there let's get go. to some some fun, some fun stuff. So. I was doing a little research, like I said, and I was reading some blogs and people are, they criticize you. Well, mostly Chicago because Chicago missed out on such a good player that got drafted a few spots behind you. And I just wanted to see if you, if you wanted to speak to that because my good friend, Phil Kessel was drafted fifth. And there's a lot of people who thought he should have been drafted in Chicago. And what's it like to have such a superstar behind you knowing that, you know, it's almost like the Michael Jordan thing where, the team passed on Michael Jordan and they picked you and they could have had Phil Kessel. Does that ever strike you as weird to know that Chicago could have had Phil? Yeah. You know, I think about that every day. Uh, the, the great Phil, the thrill. Yeah. He's, he's a, a special guy. I think, uh, you know, he's a Madison boy too. So it's funny when I was sitting at the draft and I thought I was going to go to Pittsburgh second, and when they passed me, passed on me, I, I thought for sure I'd be sliding a little bit further. So I was pretty surprised that Chicago took me instead of Kessel. So really, wow! So I am onto something. I was also looking at your fights because you know I'm, I like I like my fights. Eighty percent of your fights are at center ice. What's that about? <laughs> you just love going right to center, center ice stage, to top baby. of the net. It's unbelievable. And then you fight guys that are huge. You fight. Neil, Jumbo, Bacchus, Bacchus, you finally beat Enrique. You got a win under your belt. But why, 
<laughs> that that what, was a win, eh? I'll take it. Well, you didn't you didn't lose. <laughs> the one the one that I was interested in, why did you go after Jumbo in the corner? Uh well honestly, like I had a chance to play with him uh at the Olympics and recently at the World Cup and he was one of those guys that I really looked up to and had a ton of respect for just the way he was in the room and, and, you know, on the ice too, like if you're playing against him in games, he's, I think he's one of the most competitive guys that uh, he he just, you know, he's going to show up every single night. And uh, I think he's just one of those guys that as a captain or as a top player, he goes after other, he just tries to to outcompete other teams, top players. And you've seen that before with some guys. And uh, it was, funny because this night after night he just he was coming after me and gave me chops and slashes and wax off of face-offs and he never really asked me to fight or like that but uh he was he was definitely running my show there for a little while and 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 to a certain point I I had enough of it and felt like I had to go push back (laughs) even though I uh, had no clue what I was doing but I uh I think I took a minor penalty on him, on him, probably cross-checked him from behind and then followed him to the other Buried corner. Him from behind. He was, uh, he was as confused as anybody when the look on his face was just, he was wide-eyed. He's like, hey, you want to go? Or like, what? He didn't know what the hell I was doing. And before, uh, before he finished his sentence, I threw my gloves off and just tried to tie the old seatbelt on a little bit there. So that's, uh, you know, as, Good as I could have done, probably, and uh, and I think uh, from there on out, I think he did he, fine. He gave me a little more space uh, on the ice after that, so hopefully he doesn't hear this 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 interview, and we'll go back to square one. No, he's a big follower of the podcast. He listens all the oh, time. Oh, great, great. <laughs> oh, this dude, that's funny. So, so Johnny, I had a couple questions here oh. for you. Tim's um, still here. Tim, I thought you hung right. up. I thought you left us. <laughs> I've been listening and just enjoying. I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. Um, so, so John, you had uh, you mentioned that you know you guys are still kind of in in the contention as far as you're concerned. Maybe a couple pieces away from being just as good as you guys have ever been. And looking through your stats, I mean, last year you had at your age 30 season career highs in points, career highs in goals. I'm just kind of wondering, like, what 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 went right for you guys last year? And you personally, were you getting some puck luck? Were you driving with your line mates? How were you able to put up those numbers? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, I think it's maybe just coming with maturity too, or you know, over the years of of kind of been branded that two way kind of defensive uh, forward type player, and and obviously I've been lucky to play with some great players over the span of my career. But I think I just started to maybe really just realizing mentally what I needed to focus on if I was going to find ways to score score more, which you know I consider myself an offensive player and and you want to be out there scoring on a consistent basis um to keep building that confidence every single night and I think that always translates well in your defensive game if you have that that feel and um so I mean it was just kind of like watching other guys and seeing what they're doing I think Kaner is one of them Kaner knows his strengths he knows what he's good at what he's not so good at and and uh he's great at uh, being smart with his energy and, and hitting areas uh, with time and space when he has legs and he has jump. And then uh, from there, he just, he makes a, a ton of plays. So I think for me, it was just kind of up in my, my chances of, of controlling the puck, making plays, getting to the net at the right time. Just a lot of little details as far as uh, trying to play the game in much 
you know, a much smarter game and give myself a chance to score every night. And I think for a while there too, we found a way to kind of resurrect our power play and, and uh, that definitely helped a lot too. Awesome. So, okay. So last question, and this is a topic that comes up on our show a lot. We love talking about underrated players. Um, and I wanted to ask you, who do you consider to be maybe the most underrated player you played with or against that most people just don't realize how good this guy was? Easy don't answer. Easy answer. <laughs> yeah. 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 He just never got his fair shake. You know, he, uh, I think he showed it at the all-star game a couple of years ago. Honestly, Johnny, no. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. I watched it. I've seen the highlights of how many, did you score two or three goals at the all-star game? A little back, backhand, forehand, backhand, bring it back shelf. I mean, I was pretty impressed by that, but as far as uh, underrated players around the league, um, that's a pretty good question. Um, I don't know. Everyone seems to be talking these days about uh, Alexander Barkov. I mean, I guess I always lean towards the guys that I maybe see myself in a little bit too. And and uh, I really wasn't cheering for St. Louis in the playoffs last year, but I, I kind of was at the same time happy for a guy like Ryan O'Reilly when he won the Conn Smythe because I think he, he, to me, he plays the game the right way. He doesn't cheat. He's smart. He's great on draws. He's playing at both ends of the rink. Uh, he scored big goals in that, that Stanley Cup final against Boston. Um, so I'd, I'd, maybe he's not under it anymore because once you win that, that award, uh, everyone's going to give you the respect you deserve. But I, he's one of those names I would throw out there. Well, Johnny, always a pleasure, my man. I, I'll say it. I would be super, super happy if my daughter came home with a guy like you. You're just such a <laughs> class act, my friend. Just a good down-earth guy. I, was, I, was, uh, I didn't know how this interview was going to go, but you've just blown me away. Oh. You're just so honest. I, so can't, tell, I can't tell if you're, uh, you're full of it or if you no. mean that, but I appreciate it, Johnny, and thanks for having me, fellas. It's a pleasure. All right, John. Be safe, man, and hopefully you get back on the ice soon. Will do. See you, boys. Later, John. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.